Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show. We have a really special one for you today. We have Catherine Fuller Seely. We have John Henderson. We have Terry Phillips with us. And Merry uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is the famous Christmas episode that uh, probably. If you're listening to this and if you've seen this, you've probably seen the Christmas episode. Um, more people have seen the Christmas episode than any other episode of the Jack Benny Show by far. It's packaged a lot of times with other Christmas episodes and things, and you and you get to see it. Um, I know my son has probably only seen I don't know ten or fifteen TV episodes, and this is one of them. And this is the one he plays. He'd mentioned it last night as we were uh, shopping for our Christmas tree. He said, oh, yeah, he was with his girlfriend. And he said, oh, yeah, to her, without being to me, just to her. I, he might have said it so I'd overhear it. I don't know. But he said, well, oh, we're going to have to watch the Jack Benny Christmas show again, honey, and, or whatever. And I was like, awesome. That is such a neat thing to pass on down. But, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece, a wonderful Christmas episode. Um, it does have an issue with it towards the end that I think we probably need to talk about. It, it'll be a spoiler, but... I think most of you have seen it, like I said, and I do think it's what keeps it maybe from being an absolute, absolute beyond classic or one that they would colorize for television or something like they're doing with so many old shows now and playing them at Christmas time. I don't think it would ever get done for this reason, but we'll go with uh, Kathy next. And Kathy, um, anything that pops out of this for this episode, if you want to... Well, I just, uh, I was, it, it, it reminds me what a fantastic actor Mel Blanc was, as well as a voice artist. To see, the, you know, because he's at the top of his form of, you know, of kind of Warner Brothers cartoons and Jack Benny show of making sort of sounds. But the fact that his face registers all the right <laughs> things and makes it doubly funny. And the fact that even in a filmed episode, Jack can't help himself from breaking up. Uh, yeah. Try as hard as he can, because Mel is so good in that and and i love again some of the little visual details that that help freshen up really old skit ideas like being able to see the loops on the bottom of the uh of the nightgown yes um because they've been doing the loops thing since the mid 40s right but to right. see the loops that was a that was a nice well and, nice and the loops part um i like the actor they got to do the loops piece uh, it, it, in the radio, historically, for almost all of radio, I don't know if he ever didn't do it, was Elliot Lewis that would do that piece. And he would use mm -hmm. his, they called it a mole voice, and it, he didn't even know yeah. what it meant. He just knew that. Exactly referred to it as that as that voice, the mole, muli voice, whatever it was called. And, yeah. and, and what's funny is if you listen to interviews with Elliot, he didn't know how, how to pronounce it. He didn't know. He just knew that that, that was the word sure. that described this this kind yeah. of slow, dim-witted character that he would play. Uh, I, I would have loved to have seen Elliot brought over for this television, but yeah. visually didn't match the character is, I think, a huge piece of it. And, and so it wouldn't have worked so well because he was just such a, a clean-cut, good-looking guy that you're like, okay, he doesn't really match with the voice he's doing. Yeah. Um, anyway, John, did you have anything on this episode that's kind of stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, I like to start with a bit of background that we all know, but maybe not everybody watching knows, especially since this is probably the most likely a Jack Benny episode for a new person to uh, to click on and watch. Yeah. And that is, for years and years on radio, 
uh, Jack Benny has been doing a thing where he he goes out to a department store and he goes shopping, right? Uh, but uh, this episode is sort of the culmination of all of those episodes. So they take, you know, pick and choose the best bits from all of those Christmas shopping episodes and put them together into this episode, which of course is for good reason, a classic and one of the best Jack Benny episodes there is. Like I thought it was so great. Yep, I agree. Well, and uh, from what I've read and actually through Kathy's books now, hopefully we'll get a chance to experience uh, the first Christmas shopping episode. I believe in 33, maybe, he did a version of some sort of Christmas yeah. shopping or a little bit. I, yeah, I assume it was a very small bit in it. Uh, but that's sort of the gestation of this, and it becomes a bigger and bigger thing. And really, in I believe 37 was the first year where they really had an actual Christmas shopping episode that was very similar to this one that you're going to watch today. Um, and then... Yeah. And then it, it, with new writers coming on in the mid-40s, they even uh, jacked it up a little bit more. They kind of moved away from it a little bit in the, in the early 40s. And then, but in the mid-40s, they really grabbed it. And they, when, what yeah. they did was they grabbed it and they threw in uh, Frank Nelson and Mel Blanc, who are both in this episode. And that really catapulted it to a whole nother stratosphere. Before that, they had those two guys in it at different times, but not necessarily doing the parts we're sort of used to them doing, or not it, it, not as extreme as we're used to it. Uh, once they started doing it pretty extreme in, in the mid-40s, like I say, each year they would just fine-tune it and fine-tune it. And what we get here is a really fine-tuned episode yeah. that's got all the best bits. I love the fact that you don't on television get this as much as you do in radio, but this really presents it for us in a, in a concrete way, that Jack was so giving, and they describe that all the time in his cast. He was willing, he didn't have to take all the funny lines himself. He didn't yeah. have to take all the bits himself. There are bits in here that are the funniest bits or can be, uh, I think I think the, the bit I probably enjoy the most is Rochester, talking to a, a clerk that we're not used to hearing. And so I, I would have preferred if it was one of the clerks that we're used to hearing, but that's okay. They do a really good piece where they're describing what Jack Benny is and trying to figure out what gift to get for him. And the closing piece of that is so, yes. so <laughs> funny. It's just, it describes Benny for decades. And, and to have Rochester do it is so perfect because he's worked with, Jack for so long that this is like a payoff yeah. to decades worth of, of of Jack and Rochester bits and I love it yeah. um the the Dennis Day piece where he's working with a different clerk and they're going through things now he has some he has some overlap with J Jack and uh, not Mary but Jack stops by and like talks to him for a second so he's a little overlap with Jack but uh he does have his own kind of separate bit with this clerk and it's a very good bit as well so that's awesome and jack so often let his supporting characters carry the weight of of the comedy and allowed that to happen a lot of people wouldn't do that 
So I John, admit, what you say about yeah, it. I have to admit, Buck, that like your son, I've probably only seen 10 or 15 episodes of the Jack Benny television show. I've heard hundreds of the radio show. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I loved about this one that I hadn't seen in many other episodes is that Dennis Day sings. And yeah. uh, I don't know if he does sing in a lot of other episodes, but this is the first time I'd seen it. He does. He sings in quite a few episodes. Usually, when they feature Dennis, probably 70 percent of the time he's he's on the episode. He is going to sing as well. Um, I do think in the syndication package they probably cut out the song a lot of the time. Right. Uh, but so he probably sings more than we were even uh, would would normally think he sings. If you looked it up in the books, you'd go, "Oh wait, he did sing in this episode," but. They cut it, so um, so that that's that piece. So a lot of it you get in the live shows. When there's a Dennis is appearing on a live show, you're probably going to get a song. But uh, yeah, there's there's a song in this, and and it's uh, we'll give it away. It's it's Rudolph, and they do a he does a really nice fun yeah. job. <laughs> yes, yes, and the whole bit with uh, 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 Don being a little kid in this episode is, is a, is a funny bit. There's just a lot of funny bits in this episode. Uh, certainly Jack has multiple bits. Yeah. The, the piece that I always feel like, Oh, darn it is, uh, boy, I would have traded three or four Mary appearances in various episodes. If I could have had her in this one, because I always thought when Jack and Mary were shopping together, it was such a funny, good, great thing. And so she's definitely sorely missed in this episode, but man, they hit the points anyway. But yeah, I miss her. Terry, what are your thoughts? Well, I want to pay tribute to a few of the uh, supporting actors. You mentioned the lingerie salesman, and, and you're right. It was uh, not Elliot Lewis. It was Charles Cantor, who did just tons and tons and tons of radio and television. He was uh, familiar to radio listeners as um, Socrates Mulligan on Allen's Alley on the Fred oh, Allen Show. Okay. And um, he played, uh, he was in uh, Duffy's Tavern. He played Clifton uh, Finnegan and, and just so many others. Did a lot of uh, Jack Benny uh, shows as well. I know, and on then, radio, yeah. And, yeah. Right, on radio as well. And then... Um, uh, I'm sure most people will recognize the face of the shirt salesman, who was, uh, which was yeah. played by Richard Deacon. Yes, known for um, playing Mel on the Dick Van Dyke Show and Mr. Yeah. Rutherford. Yeah. On, on the I, I know him as uh, Uncle Archie on the Annette series in the Mickey Mouse Club. My kids. Ah. Oh wow! And then um, you know, again, the recurring um, actor uh, Benny Rubin, the old vaudevillian, who played. Uh, well, you'll only see part of his face. Uh, in fact, the the thing that that struck me when I first saw him come on um, on stage was he was wearing a mask, and I don't want to say anything more about that, not to spoil it. But the first thing I thought of was, oh, that's his that's his COVID protection. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, uh, Jack is so timeless and so ahead of his time. It's just amazing, amazing. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, well. Um, Kathy, anything else you wanted to point out? Uh, well, I have to say the one thing I miss from not the radio episodes is uh, the sportsmen running, the, being four of them crammed in to be the elevator boy yes. all together and going, you know, fifth floor and then and then having the Lucky Strike commercial. Uh, 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 I just, I love that. So That's I have a, somebody on eBay was marketing a CD of, uh, they, they clipped uh uh, sportsman songs from the various radio episodes mm -hmm. and I like to play that sometimes in the car and 
they always include the Christmas song um, in that. And so, well, and I, I've created a Christmas, um, Jack Benny Christmas album that has a lot of the Christmas songs sung by Dennis, sung by Kenny, that, that I play every year on the podcast. And I'll be, well, I just did that again last week, actually aired it. Um, and one of the pieces that is not a Christmas song at all is the sportsman's piece of the elevator. But it is such a good piece that, and it is, of course, mentioning Christmas type things like what you're going to shop for on the different floors that I always put that one in there and it's very popular to have in there. But really, I mean, it's not like the, the music is the, the Lucky Strike music. It's not uh, a Christmas song that it's based on. But yeah, no. well, it, yeah, it is. That's Jingle Bells. Is it Jingle Bells that we're? Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, um, excellent. And uh, John, you have anything else for us on this one? Yeah, I, I usually watch Jack Benny uh, by myself or listen to it. My wife is very supportive of my fandom of Jack Benny, but she's not quite the same level of a Jack Benny fan that I am. Yes. But because this episode, you know, it's one of the most popular yeah. episodes and we had it on DVD. We sat down and we watched it uh, together last night and you know I, I i thought it was an interesting gauge to see how a non jack benny diehard fan perfect experiences jack benny and there were a few laugh out loud moments like the rochester one that you yes. mentioned buck uh and uh, there were a couple of moments that she thought were a little bit um hard to watch like the Don Wilson commercial. <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh boy. Like, I, I don't think that she thought it was uh, hysterical, but more awkward. So yes. I don't know if that's a matter of personality or if it's a matter of, you know, time. Yeah. Uh, but I, that, that did make me a, a little bit uh, curious. And I wonder if you guys have more information about the sponsors of Jack Benny at this time, because obviously he's doing the, uh, the State Farm yeah. Uh, commercial and then at the end Jack Benny says we'll be back next week for Lipton Tea Correct. so I don't know if he had multiple sponsors I don't know uh, he, if you guys know what the sponsor situation there, was anyway, uh, he hey. alternated sponsors so it'd be one sponsor one week and a different sponsor next week and I it was two total products I think it was two at that point but he, he was sponsored by other things over time but I yes. think when they were switching spots it was those two that were switching back and yeah. forth yeah. yeah, this this is that moment in sort of commercial broadcast history where they're trying to sort of move away from the sole sponsorship. Right. Of, you know, because it's just so expensive to put on a TV program. And indeed, Lucky Strikes had finally uh, had to give away Jack because they were selling fewer and fewer cigarettes. Everybody had gone toward Pall Malls, Pall Malls. Um, uh, filtered cigarettes. And so they kept Benny through the 50s because there was this diehard, you know, coffin nail market that was smoking luckies. But they finally had to, you know, indeed bite the bullet. Uh, and uh, uh, they couldn't afford Benny's show anymore. So they had, had to finally give it up. And of course, we got to admit, I got to mention the I don't know, did your spouse find the, um, uh, the, the gun part hard to watch? I think that she, it was sort of like, they would never do that today kind of thing. Correct. Right. And it was sort of like this sort of like, uh, you know, a, a strange posture where it's like, boy, I, I want to laugh because this is funny, right. but I feel like I shouldn't laugh kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think our attitudes have changed a whole lot. Um, I'm surprised because we don't generally have 
characters killing themselves on, on Benny's radio show. But in 1932 and 1933, they do that a bit. And I think the sponsors said, you know, please stop. You know, I mean, uh, uh, well, and, and frankly, people. it was also not unusual for, I mean, Mary said it to Jack uh, on, on numerous occasions. Why don't you just go kill yourself? Yeah. 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 And there's a, like, I, I often watch, uh, meant to be a joke. Yeah. yeah. I often watch. But there is something with, about seeing it. Well, except we didn't see it. It happened off. off. Oh, oh yeah, no, I just yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say on a lot of Looney Tunes episodes, the characters will kill yes. themselves, and you see the whole thing right on. But it's a cartoon. Yes, yes, and and I I think they think that's because they're cartoon characters that we've yeah. suspended our disbelief, and certainly uh, this is the height of the westerns on TV. So you know that what uh, as they were saying, there'd be fifty murders a night or something like that. So. What's one more gun on a Jack yeah, Benny show? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and and John, I think will be able to collaborate this, collaborate this with me. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm ninety percent sure that uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, he does the same bit in radio, and and uh, Mel kills himself. And what's great is it's it's early at, at fifty. I don't know, early fifties. And so at the, the years after that, I'm sure they're going, well, now what? We have a dead guy, so we can, what do we do? And so they have, like, I think a season where they have his wife supposedly doing this yes. uh, of the character. Yes, he's he's but gone then, off to the mental hospital. He comes back. Like, after, all of a sudden, it's like uh, he's alive again, and no one makes any big deal. I don't. I think Jack might even reference it in a roundabout way, like, <clears throat> like oh, I didn't think you could be here or something to that effect, you know, and, and that's how, how it's treated on radio. But for, for television, I will say to me, this piece seemed almost more out of place a few years ago before Seinfeld. It was like, okay, this piece is really dark, but with Seinfeld, I think you get a, a, a more because folks talk and even and Jerry is a huge fan of the Jack Benny show and you can obviously see that in Seinfeld, but you could totally see the funny bit that that kind of lightens it a little bit at the end is after he kills himself, Jack is is going and dealing with the the cash register himself and going through that and and you know it's like what a shame that the guy killed himself or whatever and that's about all he gets from it right. And that is totally like a Seinfeldian moment that you can see any of the characters on Seinfeld do the exact same thing that, that, that Jack is doing there and not really care about anyone else around them. They were so in tune to themselves. And uh, yeah, it, me, is. it makes that kind of work a little bit more because you go, okay, I can see that on Seinfeld. Yeah. And if I can see that on Seinfeld, then okay, I can see that happening. But uh, Well, that's the thing I was originally thinking because I was thinking, you know, oh, they would never do that these days. And it's really not the case that they would never do something like that these days. It's that you wouldn't do it on a family-friendly program. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, we also live in the era of disclaimers. You know, we warn people about everything now. Uh, I, I'm uh, just about to release another uh, play on Imaginaire Theater that takes place in a war zone. And... I debated and ultimately decided to warn listeners beforehand that this takes place in a, in a, a violent um, and fatally violent uh, environment. Mm -hmm. and, and I think viewers and listeners have come to expect that they're going to be alerted whenever anything is presented to them that might affect right. their sensibilities, whether it's violence or sex or language or whatever. 
I should have my little TV 14 that comes up with violence uh, on this before this one. I can't do that though. Sorry guys. I'm not that coordinated. (laughs) This is, this is our warning right here. So there you go. (laughs) Do not continue, or at least don't watch the last two minutes. If you, uh, if you, if you're offended, it would be a really shame if this prevented people from watching it because the whole episode is hilarious. And the Mel Blanc stuff is probably the, the crowning jewel in the whole episode. Well, I will say this, though, like I was mentioning, I, I really think a lot of uh, television shows recently, the last 10 years, what, the, what CBS especially has been doing is bringing back like a, like a Christmas show of uh, I Love Lucy or uh, any of these classic television shows, the Dick Van Dyke show, and colorizing it and showing it to a modern audience and using the colorization of it as a yeah. selling piece and saying, okay, we've made this special, so we're gonna show it to you in a way that it's never been seen before. And I really would be surprised if they wouldn't have thought to do that with this episode yeah. of Jack. But I would assume that gunshot piece just makes it where they uh, untenable and they, they can't do it. And you can't excise that piece out really because it yeah. wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. There'd be no end really to Mel's piece um, and they don't make it because I was looking at it before and thinking, okay, if you got rid of that, could you have him just kind of going crazy as the end piece? But it really, you can tell they're going to go back to it, and so it would just seem awkward if you cut that out. But who knows? Uh, but anyway, that's that's my my thoughts on it anyway. Because I, if you ever do a Christmas episode, that you're colorizing and bringing back. This would be the ideal one to do. Except mm-hmm. Um, anyway, love, love, love this episode. One of my favorite Jack Benny episodes. Certainly the Christmas shopping episodes are my favorite ones. I have toyed with the idea over the years. I've never <laughs> gotten the, uh, what, the, the, the motivation up to actually follow through. But I've been going to take the radio shows and have this huge, like, marathon of not not the whole shows just the shopping and make it look like one gigantic shopping trip where they run into all these different people wow. all uh-huh. together to be like you know and, and try the, the the trick would be in editing it would be like have we heard that bit because I, I wouldn't want the same bit over again you'd want to have each bit probably the best presentation of that bit ever and then all the other bits and so you'd end up with probably i would assume an hour and a half two hours or more of this extended shopping trip where he's running to all these different people and it would be delightful, but it's like, man, that's a lot of editing and a lot of work. Uh, I did do that with all of the uh, the New Year's fantasies where I put them all back to back to back to back. Um, and that was a decent amount of work putting that together, but I, I end up playing it every year at New Year's. I play half of it on New Year's Eve and half of it on New Year's Day and people always seem to really enjoy it. Though, just like the shopping bits, they weren't meant to be put back to back to back because they're so repetitive, but you know, it, 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 it's still fun to hear them that way. And then there's one missing bit where my family records, uh, we used the script and re-recorded it. And so there, that's in there. And then the one oh, where Jack did it, that we played a few weeks ago where Jack did it for um, television, that's in there too. And that's the last bit. And so it just makes it fun, and it just makes it fun that my family fits in there somewhere. So it's kind of kind of cool. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's it is really nice. Anyway, uh, I guess we'll let them go and enjoy this, like I say, fantastic episode of the Jack Benny Show. 
uh, Frank Nelson at his best, Mel Blanc at his best. I mean, just Mel really, this is Mel's probably finest performance that he gives uh, just slowly <laughs> disintegrating in front of our eyes. And it's beautiful. And Jack's reaction to it and him not being able to keep it. I mean, the last parts of it, when, when Jack is just trying his best not to be cracking up because but Mel is taking it so over the top and tinsel hanging off. I mean, it's a mess, but uh, a, a wonderful show and great performance all the way around. Um, and Merry, he, Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy. And, and I hope you're having a, it's a weird Christmas this year. I know, but we'll make it through. And then, uh, and, and like Terry says, there's actually a reference to uh, masking and everything in this episode. So inadvertently, I would assume, or really a pressing of Jack to know that. I think it was very pertinent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much. From Hollywood. The Jack Benny Program. Did you bring my Christmas list? Oh, yeah. Yeah, here it is. Oh, good. Good. Now, look. Oh, Rochester, look. As long as both of us are in the store here, uh, I'd like to buy you your Christmas gift now, you see? Because I don't want to duplicate anything. You see, what did I give you last year? A brand new dollar bill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a lecture on the evils of wine, woman, and song. Well, that was just a gag, you know. I just, I just did that to make you laugh. I wish you'd have told me. I cried all night. <laughs> oh, stop, will you? Now, let's see. Uh, right at the top of the list, I got Don Wilson. Gee, I got to get him something nice, too. I don't know, maybe something in the leather goods department. Now, may maybe a nice wallet, huh? Mm. Don would like a wallet, yes, wouldn't he? he would. Oh, okay. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, I'd like to see some wallets, please. All right, we have a large variety here. Oh, all these wallets you see here are $1.98. Well, they look nice. $1.98, yes. yes, sir. Say, boss, what? here's some better wallets right here. Let's see. Oh, this is, oh, Don would love this one. This is, this that's, is a real nice one. That's genuine cowhide. Cowhide? Yes, sir. How much is that? $40. <laughs> I think Don would like this. He has been with me a long time. Right, I'll take this. Now, uh, wrap it up as a gift and send it to Mr. Don Wilson. 4946 Whitset, Beverly Hills. Hmm? Beverly Hills. Yes, sir. Oh, here's your money. 
Yes, sir. I'll make a nice package. Yeah, to do that. Wrap it up in a nice Christmas package. Beautiful, beautiful. As a 10. Let's see, there's 20, 10. There's $40. All right, and, and thank you very much. You're, you're welcome. Oh, wait a minute. Before you put them, I want to write a nice note. All right. For him, you know, a little card for Don. Just one second. I don't know what to write to him. Just something kind of cute, I think. Let's see. To Don. <laughs> Listen to this, Ron. How's this sound? To Don, this gift is from Jackie. Oh golly, oh shucks. I hope that you like it. It costs 40 bucks. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah, yeah. it would have been tough to get a rap for a dollar ninety-eight. <laughs> There you are. Now put this in with that. And don't be, and, let, and see that Mr. Wilson gets it before Christmas. Won't you? Uh, you bet I will. I'll make a beautiful package for you. Don't oh, you worry about it. I'll Thank take you. care of it. Thank you very, Thank very you. much. Thank you. You're welcome. Now let's see. Well, I got Don all set. Now I want to get something for Mary. I think I'll get something in the jewelry department for Mary, huh? Oh, say, boss. Uh, do you mind if I do some of my shopping now? No, no, go right ahead and I'll see you later. Now let's see. I wonder where the. Where the jewelry department? Oh, Mister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pardon me. Are you the floor walker here? Well, what do you think I am with this carnation afloat in the rose parade? <laughs> I always run in. How can you keep a job as a floor walker? My father owns the store. <laughs> Oh, and you're working your way up, huh? You know, I started as president. <laughs> if you have a question for a floor walker, you better ask it fast. I have no question, and I'm not going to ask anything. I'll find it myself. Phew. Always run into him every place. Now, let's see. I wonder where... Let's see, for Mary, I wonder where the jewelry department is. I gotta get... The jewelry department? Yeah. Right over there. <laughs> I hope they still have a nice selection. <laughs> oh, there it is, over there. How do you do, sir? Merry Christmas. May I help you? Yes, I'd like to uh, look at a watch, please. I want a watch. Uh, for a man, a woman, or a dog? <laughs> dog? Well, this is Beverly Hills, you know. Yes, well, I... I'd like a lady's wristwatch. I don't know any dogs. <laughs> well, we have a very large selection. Now, here's a lovely watch for $120. Yeah, $120. Mm -hmm. How much is this one here? Oh, well, that's only $12, but it's a very nice watch. $12, huh? Oh, that's a beauty. I can hardly tell the difference here. I'll take this one here for, for $12. All right, fine. There you are. Now, wait a minute. There's 10. One, two, there's... There you are. There's $12. your $12. Thank you. Gee, this is a... I can't tell the difference. This is really a beautiful watch. Isn't it? it certainly is. Mm -hmm. And it has an unbreakable crystal. An unbreakable crystal? Huh? Yes. Well... Here, try it out. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, go on, go ahead. Hit it with the hammer and see. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> Do you want a gift wrap? Gift wrap? I don't want it at all. I want my money back. 
Well, I'm sorry. I can't return your money. Oh, you can't, eh? Well, I'm going to get my money back. Well, there's no, 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 be just a minute. Just uh, a minute. Uh, oh, Mr. Nelson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is it, Miss Babbitt? Well, this man just broke a watch with a hammer, and he wants his money back. Well, of course I broke the watch, but she told me to. She told you to? Yeah. Well, good heavens, don't you have a mind of your own? <laughs> I've got a mind of my own. But this young lady... Young? Why, she's 42 if she's a day. I'm talking about that. <laughs> I want my money back. Oh, all right, Miss Valens. Give him back his money before he bites somebody. <laughs> what? You're breathing on my carnation. Oh, get out of here! There you are. What a sore loser. <laughs> Well, this is certainly a fine store to do business with. You walked in, Lotus Blossom. Nobody dragged you. Oh, quiet. Well, couldn't get a gift for Mary. Anyway, I got Don all set. Now, let's see. Oh, I don't know, that card I sent to Don. I don't know. It didn't seem dignified enough for Christmas. Eh, I think, I, I think I'll change the card. Oh, clerk. Yes, sir? Clerk. I, um, you know, I'm the fellow who was here just a little while ago. I bought yeah. that $40 wallet. Yeah. Remember uh, that? Well, uh, I'd like to uh, change the card. But, but, mister, I, I already got it wrapped with, with ribbon and, and pencil and <laughs> little bells and, and, and holly. Yeah, I know, but I'm all... sorry, but look, just, I'm sorry, but you'll have to unwrap it because I want to change the card. But, 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 mister, look, look at... please, I'm a customer. Now, unwrap it. Oh, all right. But it, it's, it's so pretty, it's a, it's a dirty shame. I know. Wow. Such a nice ribbon and everything. Yeah, I know, I just have to change and, the card. And, yeah, I, I like the card you had in yeah, the Yeah, but I have place. to change it. I thought it was very witty. <laughs> uh, all, yeah, right. all right, now this, this is much better. To Don, a very Merry Christmas from Dad. Huh? All right, yeah. now, put this in with the gift and wrap it. Yeah, I'll wrap it, I'll wrap it. Good. <laughs> a very original card to dawn a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> May I help you, young man? Help me? Well, yes, you've been standing in front of this counter for 10 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Well, that's understandable. You're confused because it's Christmas time, because you have the Christmas spirit, you're buying Christmas presents, and there's so many different things to look at. Well, that explains why I'm confused in December, but what about the other months? I wouldn't know. I'm standing behind this counter because in a moment of wild enthusiasm, I sold my pants. <laughs> See, I, I, uh, I got to buy something for my mother and father, and gosh, I, I don't know what to get them. Well, maybe I can help. Looking at you, I can just picture your mother. Small, petite, gentle, with a kindly smile for everyone. Spends most of the time sitting in a rocking chair knitting. That's my father, and I'll try to guess my mother. <laughs> Boy, does she make him toe the mark. You mean your father's afraid of your mother? Oh, everybody's afraid of my mother. Boy, you know, when I was born, the stork left me a block away from the house. It's a good thing I knew the address. Hey, 
you know, while I'm here, maybe I ought to get something for my boss, Mr. Benny. Well, how about this silk shirt? Oh, yeah, that's nice. That'll be fine. Hi, Dennis. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Hi, doing your Christmas shopping, eh? Yeah, I was just gonna buy you a gift, and you had to walk up and spoil the whole thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were buying me a gift. Now you'll have to close your eyes. All right. Like this? <laughs> okay, Mister, you can wrap it up now. And put it in a shoebox so you won't know it's a shirt. <laughs> Boy, that was a close one. Yeah, it certainly was. Look, that is, you bought me the shirt, did you? Now, why don't you go home before you get lost? Oh, I can't. I'm working here. In this store? Yeah, they have me singing Christmas songs. Here? I can't live on what you pay me. <laughs> I gotta go now. I gotta sing one song. <laughs> can't live on what I pay him. Shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed I can understand them wanting Dennis to sing here. Voice is so beautiful. Now, let's see what else Jack, do I have to get. Jack! Yes? Not you. I'm talking to the elevator starter. You're not the only Jack in the world, you know. <laughs> I never ran into a guy like Hey, he's right. I'm not the only Jack in the world. That gift I bought for Don Wilson. When I signed the card, I only put down my first name. Gee, $40 gift, uh, an elevator starter can get the credit for it. <laughs> I better change that gift. <laughs> oh, clerk. Clerk. Yes, sir. What can I do? Yes, look at I I want to change that card again. Oh no. No, no, no. First you buy the gift, then you write the card, then I wrap the gift, then you change the card, then I unwrap the gift, then you rewrite the card. Then then I wrap the gift again, and now you wanna write another card. I can't help it. You'll have to you'll have to un, un, unwrap the gift. I'm sorry. I already sent it down to the delivery room. Well then you'll have to go down and get it. All right, all right, I'll go get it. I, I haven't run into anybody like you in 20 years. Oh, why did the governor have to give me that pardon? I don't know about that. Just All bring right, me my I'll pen. get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. 
I do for you? Oh, 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 I'm trying to get a guest for my boss. Your boss, eh? Well, huh? what would you like? Well, I don't know. Maybe you got a suggestion. Well, uh, what kind of man is your boss? Is he the athletic type? No. Is he the, uh, the intellectual type? Well, no. The executive type? <laughs> no. Well, uh, perhaps the outdoor type? No. Well, uh, well, perhaps he's the playboy type. No, no. I'm afraid there isn't very much left. That's him. to Don Wilson. I can't find it. I wonder where it is. Oh, Clark. Clark. Now what? <laughs> now what? <laughs> I, I made out a card here for Mr. Wilson, and I can't find it. Don't worry about it. I found the card. I put it in the package. I wrapped it as a gift, and I sent it down to the delivery room. But I forgot to sign it. Please, you're creating a scene. I guess you're right. The customer is always right. And this jerk is a customer. get something for my sister Florence. I think I'll get some lingerie for her. I go, All right. Uh, pardon me, would you wait on me, please? Do uh, why not? Your money's as good as anybody. <laughs> see something nice in, in silk lingerie. Uh, certainly. Uh, what size do you wear? <laughs> it's not for me. Oh. It's for my sister. Oh, I see. Now, what size? 34. Uh, 34, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole box of 
Oh, this? Huh? Yeah. All that? That's nice lingerie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hello, will you lay it out? Just lay out the yeah, lingerie, please. Just a minute. <laughs> I mean, why are you wearing gloves? Oh, touching that stuff with my bare hands makes me a nervous wreck. <laughs> what? Especially the black ones. <laughs> well, look, I haven't got all day. Look, just show me size 34 okay, some lingerie. 30. Oh, here's a nice little garment. A genuine pure silk nighty. Uh-huh. Well, this might be nice. Yeah, Let's pretty. see. Let's see this. Oh, what are these loops for here? <laughs> the loops? Yeah, the loops. The loops. <laughs> now, what are the loops for here? Oh, when you go to bed, you hook them over your toes so the nightgown don't creep up. <laughs> Is this uh, one? It's fifteen dollars. All right, I'll take this. Oh, thank right. you, sir. Yes, fifteen dollars. Yes, sir. There you are, ten. There's five. Now I want you to send it to my sister, Florence. Florence Fenchel. Florence Fenchel. Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Does she live near the loop? Yeah, near the loop. Oh, I must, I mustn't forget to sign Don's card. I guess you're right. Well, of course I'm right. What's the difference what you spend for a present? It's the thought. 
that cost, what's it worth, $50 or $40 or $1.98, it doesn't. <laughs> Rochester, wait right here. I'll be, I'll be right back. Important. I want to change the wallet. <laughs> what? Instead of the $40 wallet, I want the one for $1.98. <laughs> the show. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And I'll see you next week for Lipton Tea.